Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter. Joining me, as always, is Tim. Gotta go feed those alpacas. I'm gonna be honest, Tim. I think if you'd showed me an alpaca, like an image of one, <laughs> and said what animal is that, I don't know if I'd have gotten it right before this movie. <laughs> I don't know if I would have, but uh, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm familiar with alpacas, but I feel like, like if you if you show me the image, and then I, I I don't think I'd get it off the top of my head. If you said that's an alpaca, I'd go, oh, of course, yeah, it would, you know, it would click yeah. in place. But I don't think I would have immediately went, that's an alpaca. Uh, the second I looked at it, but why I'm telling everyone this, I don't know. Uh, this is a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror films every week. We get together. We watch the movie. We talk about it. It's that simple. Uh, this episode, we are finally getting to Color Out of Space, the Richard Stanley directed film starring Nicolas Cage and a bunch of other folk. Uh, this is, uh, even though it came out in festivals in 2019, we are going to, for the sake of uh, later, you know, award purposes, uh, count this as 2020. Because that's the, what... the technical theater release date was 2020. Yeah, so uh, that's fine. It that's... wasn't a huge release, but like, yeah, yeah, I think it's close enough. Limited, but yeah, yeah, I'll do, I'll do. Uh, so we'll start by the freeze. We always do. We'll give you warning before we get to spoilers somewhere in the middle, and uh, we'll get to down to business. Uh, this is a Lovecraft-based uh, story, and uh, it's Nicholas Cage and his family living in a farmhouse uh, in the middle of the forest, essentially. And of course, a meteorite of some kind lands one night. And weird stuff happens as a result. Uh, and I will leave it there as far as spoilers goes until later. So, Tim. Yeah. I, I feel like I already know the answer to this question, but I shall ask it anyway. <laughs> How do you feel about Color Out of Space? Uh, I freaking love this movie. Uh, this is my second time watch. I, I got to see it um, last year at Beyond Fest, and I was just blown away. Uh, really great movie to see in theaters. Um, but, you know, watching it again... Uh, I just think it's a, you know, a great adaptation. I think sometimes Lovecraft is really hard to do. And um, I think Richard Stanley did a, a great job, which, you know, it's uh, which it, 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 in, uh, him directing this in and of itself is a you know, really cool story, considering like it's been 20 years or so, <laughs> I think, since, uh, you know, he's directed anything. Yeah, I which, uh, uh, I'm familiar with Richard Stanley from one movie. I know Hardware, which was like mm-hmm. er, like nineteen ninety one or something like that is around that time uh, it's a sci-fi movie which i'm sure we'll do in, on the ace at some point but uh i really liked how that movie looked and felt it's not really a great story but i remember just really liking the experience of, of yeah. watching it um so i don't know if that so, was his last movie before this or if there was another he, one or two but i think he's only done two movies before this it was uh hardware and dust devil uh if he's done more i'm uh, i apologize but i'm pretty sure he only had like two major movies and then um what happened is, uh, you know, if you haven't watched this, I urge everyone to watch the documentary on the Island of Dr. Moreau movie. Um, I think it's called uh, something like Doom Souls or Lost Souls or something. The story of like Richard Stanley, Island Dr. Moreau, whatever. It's <laughs> yeah. uh, look it up, but it's really fascinating because he was hired to do that movie. And then like so many weird, crazy things happened. And eventually he like 
was fired from the movie but then he like stayed on the island they were filming and he actually like dressed up as one of the extras and like uh like put spells <laughs> on the movie and because he's like a weird guy that believes in magic and stuff and then um but yeah it, it was such like a, a traumatic experience he basically was out of the limelight for like 20 years and then they made the documentary about that and then i think that kind of reinvigorated him a little bit which you know led to this um but i think it's a phenomenal movie i uh, you know, I, I like all the characters in it. I think Nick Cage gives a great performance. You know, he has that. I think he does a really good job as like a uh, you know dorky dad in the beginning, and then like you know once all the stuff happening starts happening, I think he goes into that crazy cage mode uh, that's just really so much fun and entertaining to watch. And some really great body horror. Special effects are great. Um, yeah, I just I really like everything about it. It's just a really cool like trippy movie, and uh, <laughs> you know I think it's a ton of fun. Yeah, I. Uh... I had expectations going at this because I really liked Hardware. I heard you kind of imply you were raving about this, and it sounded like a really cool title. It, it, you know, the, the, the basic <clears throat> premise. I didn't really know a lot about it, but, you know, Nicolas Cage, Richard Stanley, uh, Pretty Colors in the poster, and that, <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, and I think it's pretty good. I, I, I don't know if I love it as much as I wanted to, and I think that's mm-hmm. mainly down to expectations, perhaps, and maybe down to like. Sure. I think I was expecting something even weirder. <laughs> like I, I was, I was expecting some sort of transcendent, like not David Lynch, but like I was expecting something like really weird. And mm-hmm. it does have weird moments, but it it it, it, it it's a lot more normal. <laughs> than I think yeah. I was expecting, especially kind of the build up stuff. At least, but it was the family living in the house, and mm-hmm. like it felt like a movie that you know could have been made any time in the eighties or nineties with a family and like sort of you know mm-hmm. getting to know them before the weird stuff happens, which isn't a bad thing. But I, yeah. I was, I think I came into this expecting like to be completely like mm-hmm. whoa, like what's going. And the the weirdest thing is that. Uh, what's his face uh tommy chong's like in this uh right after we just saw him in another movie like a week ago <laughs> at the time of recording uh patrons patrons will know what we're talking about there because they'll have had the the bonus movie by that point uh so yeah i but no i do i do like the i think it does get stronger in the back half and i do think the the creature a creature that's not the right word it's not a creature but like the the body horror the 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 special effects uh there's only really one moment where there's some cg where i went oh that looks a bit effy but uh for the most part uh the effects really do look good and i appreciate it's willingness to go all out i think the biggest problem with lovecraft a lot of times and adapting lovecraft not that i've really read any but from what i understand that is so much of what what lovecraft has is stuff is described as like unfathomable where it's like how do you put that in a movie because you have to show something and if you're if you're saying that it's something we can't comprehend as soon as you show it to us we can comprehend it so that's really difficult you know so yeah i've only read a little bit of lovecraft uh but uh, i have like a big collection of all this stuff i'm kind of slowly making my way through it but yeah it's kind of funny because like a lot of it is just like a narrator talking about how he sees something undescribable and it's just so uh you know uh, like you know you can't even imagine it <laughs> you know it makes you go crazy and it's like oh yeah this is an interesting story but yeah kind of hard to put that on screen and that i think the i haven't read this story but from what i know of it i think that is something similar where um yeah it's like a meteorite lands and it emits like this color that kind of starts like uh infusing like into everything but like the color yeah again is when the people are describing it they're you know describing it as indescribable 
Like, you know, it's all yeah. like, oh, this color from outer space you can't fathom. And then we see um, it and it's pink. <laughs> yeah. and I, I know the um, uh, I, I think I listened to a, a podcast with Richard Stanley and he kind of explained why he went with that color. And um, I, I forget the exact reason. I think there's maybe something about um, the like uh, placement in this like color spectrum or whatever it is there that. Uh, there was uh, something to it that made it seem like otherworldly or something, but uh, he he did actually have a, a reason for it. But yeah, I mean, when you see it on screen, it just looks yeah, it's kind of pinkish, purplish. But I mean, it, it looks cool. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it dazzles with the uh, the sparkles and whatnot. Uh, I yeah, the cast is actually like I recognized a lot of the cast members of this. All the all the kids are from something. Uh, the daughter was in an episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Because I recognized okay. her face and looked her up. Uh, the 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 older son is from the OA and Netflix show, uh, which I really oh. liked. Uh, and then the younger son is also from a Netflix show. He was the youngest kid on Hunt in the Hill House. So oh yeah yeah. Uh, so all the kids were like, oh, I recognize all these faces. This is interesting. Then obviously Nick Cage is Nick Cage because right. Nick Cage. Uh, yeah, it's. It's interesting. I, I, I'm generally shocked with how conventional the first half of the movie is. Not, not, and again, not in a bad way. Just in the sense that it feels like a normal movie. It feels like a normal mm-hmm. movie about a family in a house, and you know, build up to weird stuff happening. And it's not until stuff starts going really weird in the second half. And I, I guess if I was to compare it to anything, I compare it to like something like From Beyond or something like that, sure. where. Uh, like there's some body horror stuff and weird things happening, but it, it's it's fairly easy to wrap your head around for the most part. Like the, the some of the narration, the, the the end or the the stuff like that, sort of describes stuff as being oh like otherworldly and unimaginable, and it's the sort of thing where I think I feel like if this was made and came out like in the early eighties. Like, mm-hmm. it would probably be, like, this otherworldly movie that would still be remembered today. As it is, this is a really cool movie that feels like a throwback more than anything else to me, bizarrely. Sure. As opposed to, like, some new hip thing that, like, I can't get my head around. Uh, which, again, isn't a complaint. Yeah. yeah. I think the alpacas are kind of the newest thing in it. <laughs> yes, and Nicolas Cage drinking the alpaca, alpaca, alpaca milk as soon as it comes out when it's still warm. Uh yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so no, I, 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 I think the first thing that struck struck me on the movie uh, when it gets going because it does this thing at the start where it's kind of a fake out where you think it's a flashback to like olden times because we see like this young woman and she's doing like witchcraft and then it turns out to just be present day and she's just kind of weird. This is a teenage daughter because uh, Ward, the uh, the the hydrologist, uh, sort of runs into her. Who's like kind of the other character apart from the family, um, but it's just the immediately, and I, I guess this is just because I've watched a lot of bad movies recently, and I'm so used to these like VOD horror movies having kind of subpar rating and acting that mm-hmm. I just kind of felt like impressed by the fact that she was, she felt like she wasn't struggling to act, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, she's actually coming across like a, a proper movie character, uh, mm-hmm. and not even anything special necessarily. Just like, oh, she's not struggling. It, it seems it's well written enough and directed enough that I don't, I'm not noticing just like the movie trying to feel like a movie. It just is a movie, <laughs> and I'm like, I kind of respect that. 
Alright, the video viewers will notice a slight difference has just happened on screen. Audio people won't care, <laughs> but uh, Tim has now turned off his camera because his internet's been acting up and we've had to like pause the recording like five times already because the uh, the, the connection keeps going away. Uh, it's more stable if it's audio only on Tim's end, so unfortunately for the video for this episode and probably at least one or two other episodes we're doing today, uh, Tim will just be audio. Uh, although the video people will get to look at a wonderful picture of him with some kangaroos uh so unfortunately this is how we must proceed so yes yes color out of space uh, i like the music yeah. very ethereal yeah definitely works for the for the movie yeah as to the uh the other world the kind of vibe that it's going for mm-hmm. uh which is which is cool um i will say i mean i'd probably cut cut the time down a little bit it's, it's an hour 50 and i think that's just maybe a touch on the uh the lengthy side for this yeah, you can probably trim down like some stuff in the beginning a little bit. Like it, it I don't think it needs like you know thirty minutes cut out or anything. But oh, like, no, yeah, no, you can probably yeah. get like five, ten minutes maybe. Yeah, I, I think uh, maybe a little from the beginning, and maybe just a little from the middle. Like, there's a there's a portion in the middle where there's a lot of weird stuff happening that all feels kind of disconnected, and I almost feel like yeah. I, I don't know if you need all of them to happen. You know, like I don't know if every single weird thing that happens in the middle is something that we needed because i mean certainly when we go through the plot i don't think i'm going to be able to remember them all and certainly not in order because they all just kind of happen around themselves so that's one thing i kind of like about it is i do like how it feels like each character has their own uh, i guess maybe kind of like journey or maybe like their own horror uh that happens to them uh and and i like kind of you know like how different each thing is because especially like um you know, I, I feel like the, the daughter almost has like a more like magical time, uh, which I think is like kind of cool, like versus, you know, like the mother and stuff who's having like, you know, a very, very like almost, you know, Cronenberg-esque like body horror situation. Like, you know, and then like, you know, the dad has like kind of like a almost more like a mental kind of breakdown kind of thing. And like Tommy Chong's character is like almost like very sci-fi. Like I like how there's like all these little sprinklings of different uh, things that's happening to everybody. Yeah. And I think what was surprised me as well is that if you, if you were coming into this and expecting uh, like a Nicolas Cage sort of vehicle, as it were, like he's Mm. not like the, he's not the central character. And I think the opening of the movie makes you think it's going to be the teenage daughter, but then she isn't really either. It's very evenly split amongst the, uh, at least the four older family members. I think the young kid, uh, the younger brother gets a bit less because he's younger, you know, because of his age. I mean, he's there, obviously he's doing stuff. Um, the other characters do feel less, you know, central, but the, the four main family members, I think feel pretty equal. It doesn't feel like Nick Cage is hogging the spotlight or anything like that. He feels totally. like he's even to the, the son, to the, the teenage daughter, to, to the mom. Like, all four of them feel like they get their even even amount of screen time, I, I suppose, more or less. I mean, I'm sure if you actually sort of counted, it would, wouldn't be equal, but it feels equal is kind of the point. I think you do get some, like, classic, <laughs> like, Nick Cage freakouts in this, but it, it, it does, like, actually fit the story, though. Yeah, yeah, if it fits uh, what's going on. Yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty much the the idea. I, I think um, I I do think the the last like third of the movie is when it gets the strongest, uh, and it gets the most kind of wackiest, and it has the most interesting ideas, and uh, yeah. So I think you know we'll get to spoilers then. So I'll give the spoiler warning uh, before we go into spoilers. Though I will thank our Patreon producers uh, for the month. Uh, so thank you to David Shaw, Alison M. Fordy, Cindy Palacios, and Tyler Hess uh, for being patrons. 
for being Patreon producers specifically, uh, which is twenty dollars and up on patreon.com slash TV. But you can support us for as little as one dollar per month, and that one dollar per month will get you access to an exclusive bonus episode. Uh there's a I mean by the time this goes out there'll probably be like seventeen of those episodes in the, the back catalogue, which you'll access for the one dollar per month. Plus there's a new one every month, of course. Uh so that's just one dollar per month if you want access to that. Five dollars per month gets you access to the, the review episodes one day early, uh, as well as a vote once per month. So spoilers then for Color Out of Space. Uh, so the movie starts and we get to know the family. Uh, we get to know that the the mom like does like uh, like stock market stuff like, uh, and she's always complaining that the internet's not good enough. But <laughs> you know, Tim can <laughs> Tim can relate, of course. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The daughter's into witchcraft and stuff, and you know, like I said earlier, she she starts off and she's like in like you know this get up. She's got like a robe on and she's doing like witchcraft. Uh, the son's a bit of a pothead and he is uh you know that's basically his. Uh, essentially <laughs> uh but of course the big thing is that the on the night after they've been having like a sort of reasonable family dinner uh nicholas cage and the wife are you know having sex seemingly for the first time since she had an operation six months ago which i'm only really mentioning i mean obviously it's important to her character that, she, that this idea of because uh, she, she keeps saying things like you know how can you even look at me or be attracted to me anymore after everything and uh, so it says up some character stuff, but the reason why I mention it is because after the meteor happens and the you know this big flash of purple light happens and everyone's freaked out, and like the mayor and the sheriff come out uh, of this small town to like you know check it, for, I thought it was really weird that Nicolas Cage, like when he's explaining like you know what was happening, he, he says to the the mayor, oh so I was I was in bed with my wife and I was like okay that's a normal enough thing to say. Uh, and it, but then he adds on, and you know it was the first time since the operation. And I'm like, why would you tell? Why would you tell the mayor that? Why, why would you tell anyone that? That feels like a really private thing. You just casually drop on someone. Oh yeah, we've not had sex since she had the operation. So it was a bit of a big night, you know. I was finally getting some. <laughs> it's a small town. Everyone knows everyone's shit. <laughs> they don't have to. <laughs> yeah, you keep it to yeah, themselves. I'm pretty open. <laughs> yeah, so I've I've heard too many stories. To everyone at home, I want you to know that. <laughs> too many stories, and there's some weird objects involved as well. Uh, oh well, well, what are you gonna do? Talk about color out of space. Oof. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what? what <laughs> so, so from here, like. Stuff doesn't seem too weird in the middle. There's some comedy here. Like, they have, like, uh, like the, the local news reporters come in to interview uh, Cage. And we don't see the interview take place. We see them watching it air on TV later. And he's, like, livid because the like they've made him look like a nutcase. Because they, they have, like, the caption saying, Oh, you know, a local farmer claims UFO like landed or you know you know ufo sighting and he's like yelling at the tv like oh, i didn't say ufo you said ufo i just said there was a meteor <laughs> and he keeps saying things that make him look really stupid i, I liked how this was written actually because it, it was the sort of thing where he was clearly nervous because he was on tv and he was kind of like mm-hmm. just saying like really silly things that didn't make a whole lot of sense where the, the, the reporter says were you uh you know were you sober when this happened and instead of just saying yeah i was sober he goes oh well you know i like a brandy and you know, you know that, that. <laughs> and he starts mentioning where his brandy comes from like really specific details <laughs> i was like uh uh, this is of course the scene where the wife ends up cutting off her fingers because uh, she's chopping like carrots and she's, it just yeah. it keeps going like I was worried she was going to stab the kid because he sends because you know Nick Cage sends the kid in the young kid to go and like mm-hmm. uh, like fetch her because he wants her to come see the TV thing and yeah. 
like she's sort of zoning out as she's chopping and like the music's kind of ramping up and i thought it was like building up to her like the, the kid like sort of like tapping her on the shoulder or something and mm-hmm. her turning around and stabbing him like and then the sort of surprise moment and that being like where the movie goes instead she just kind of keeps going and cuts off two of her fingers and i'm like whoa yeah. <laughs> the kid just gets splattered with blood that's it yes uh, just that just splattered with his mom's blood <laughs> and then it's and it's great too because then the yeah like the mother just seems so out of it because then yeah she like raises her hand and her fingers are like chopped off and bleeding she's just like dinner's ready yeah she's just acting normal uh so uh, and, and that's that's you know they go to the hospital which we already established because when the, the the actual meteor happens the kid was kind of zoning out a little bit and she the mom was concerned and wanted to take him to the hospital so we know that the hospitals are kind of over away it's not like close by because they live out in the middle of nowhere yeah, they're on like a secluded farm. Uh, I forget if they said anything, but I, I thought it seemed like, uh, like was part of it that uh, they moved from the city to the farm because like Nicolas Cage wanted to like raise alpacas and be kind of like a, like a farmer. <laughs> yeah, well, even these kids keep criticizing them. Like, why, why are we raising alpacas? No one cares about alpacas. Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps saying that alpacas are the future. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's such a nice like little weird touch, and then like kind of like plays off like really cool, <laughs> like like uh when you see you know the the monster later on. Yes, alpaca, uh, inclusive, <laughs> shall we say? Uh, <laughs> so, so you know, the, so the kids are left on their own, and it's like okay, so they're kind of more vulnerable now because the parents, are, even though the parents can't do shit anyway, like they're, they're just as vulnerable yeah. when stuff gets going. But the kids are on their own, um. And the older son's left and kind of in charge to like you know to put the alpacas back and stuff. And this is where the movie kind of gets like hard to kind of remember, really, because like so many little weird things kind of start happening with them on their own. Like time kind of like passes by without them realizing. The daughter kind of zones out. Um, like the kid is like kind of talking to someone in the well. Yeah, the kid's kind of talking to someone because they're not just alone for a night. They're alone till the, the the next night. It's like twenty four hours they're left on their own. Uh, and the kid day, the, the next day, the kid's kind of like talking to someone, uh, and like you say, and then uh, the older son gets lost. He kind of just disappears for a while, and the daughter's like in the house and like is reading more magic stuff, and like it's again, everyone kind of loses time. I think, oh yeah, and then the you know we're kind of glossing over. There's like some like um, Lovecraft references here. Like mm. uh, in the beginning, I think someone is. Um, talks about as wearing like a miskatonic university uh sweatshirt which is like you know a big thing in lovecraft and then uh arkham you know i haven't mentioned arkham uh arkham, possible yeah. yet yeah and then uh and then yeah of course the daughter i i, I think she was reading from the necronomicon she, uh, she was yeah yeah that was yeah. that was on our table i actually um obviously that's obviously arkham comes from lovecraft first but obviously it's impossible to think of, to hear the word arkham now and not think of uh batman but right. <laughs> uh this, but i assume that's why they chose arkham and batman it's like hey this sure. this is you know got, got all these connotations because yeah. of lovecraft but so yeah. also while everything's going on like not just the the kids but also like the landscape is changing like lots mm-hmm. of um you know flowers and plants are growing uh, i'm not sure if this reminded you of creep show but the uh you know second story oh yeah creep a little bit based off of this <laughs> yeah a little bit um i i yeah it obviously becomes more obvious as the movie goes on because you start seeing like grass and flowers grow at you know quick enough that you can actually see it happen uh whereas obviously now we're, they're just noticing like, the the you know nick cage says hey did you plant those flowers like to his wife at one point mm. like hey this is weird so now like 
all that stuff is is solid. Um, it was kind of at this point in the movie though where I was like, oh, this is like this is entertaining enough. The, the everything going on, but I was kind of feeling like, oh, this isn't kind of as like otherworldly as I was expecting. It's kind of more like normal movie stuff. I don't. I feel like it's such a weird complaint to make or a weird <laughs> statement to make, but. Uh, it does kind of heighten later on, though. We've, we've not mentioned Ward, or you know, obviously uh, Chong's the uh, he plays uh, this like old hermit tech guy who like has security cameras and he lives in the woods in this little shack. Uh, Ward, who's the the hydrologist, goes out to speak to him. There, there's a couple of things that set up though that didn't really feel like they they, they go anywhere. Like they set up that like uh, the daughter like is kind of attracted to him. Like it's kind of like mm-hmm. setting up like a sort of like will they won't they almost at the start of the movie and then it kind of never really becomes that relevant for the rest of the, the thing you know it never really matters i i thought he was going to be more of a main character and um you know he, he does feel like a big character because it is a small cast but he yeah he's only in the beginning a little bit and then feels like maybe he becomes relevant like maybe like a the last third or so yeah but... he, he disappears for a, a big portion of the middle with well, a big portion of the, yeah. like, he, he comes by to like warn them not to drink in the water because it's kind of it's got something in it because we see him testing with the ph paper uh and then but after that after he like notices the kid talking to someone and says have fun he kind of goes away and we don't see him again for like probably like 45 minutes something like that it's like a long yeah. time so it definitely focuses on the family in that in that time, uh, and but we see like various different things happen because the mom and the dad come back from the the hospital and they're mad at the kids because you know they've not put the alpacas away and the, the son's <laughs> like I did like I swear I did or I tried, you know, um and I I love the idea like I love what it's getting at with some of this stuff I I, I wish like when they talk about losing time that it felt that surreal to us i guess I, I guess that's been my biggest complaint about the movie is that it doesn't feel quite as like hypnotic and is like hard to kind of comprehend as the characters mm-hmm. kind of say it is sure you know that probably be my main yeah. thing um which i think it's a problem in the middle because it's kind of like relying on that once we get to the actual like you know practical like physical deformations and stuff though it doesn't matter as much and it's like easy to get into that and kind of a fun monster movie way or a fun kind of you know other other way like um i i like i i think i was coming into this expecting like some sort of weird like david lynch david lynch david lynch <laughs> uh like mind f of a like movie and instead it was more of a Stuart Gordon thing which is fun <laughs> like don't get me that's not a complaint yeah it, but I think expectations were in a weird place for this and it, it came sort of out in a different direction uh sure. but I think I think where it hurt the movie the most was in the middle section for me uh with my expectations kind of you know f- feeling like they were had set me up for something completely different but yeah I can uh, watch uh Nicolas Cage <laughs> try to eat tomatoes for long time so oh yeah he just he's he takes one bite of each, of each one just throws them in the trash and then he gets pissed off at the wife who then gets upset and like wants to go lie down because she's feeling out of it like everyone's acting kind of weird everyone's kind of in fact one of the things that i love is that every time it does slow motion drilling like when the the the, the, the meteor first lands and like everyone's kind of like in the moment like the sun's kind of like just at his computer and he's just kind of like frozen still and the drills just ki- the, the, the just coming out of his mouth like just sort of hanging oh, yeah. there uh it's a really interesting visual so i i appreciate that i appreciate that the big stuff though is when the 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 color is actually starting to kind of like react and like deform the alpacas um 
and then eventually it actually like sort of like attacks the the mother and son like it sort of like shocks them when she's hugging them um and it kind of like like hides from us what's actually happened to them for a, a while until they've got them up in the attic and then we finally see that it's kind of merged them together and the sun's kind of coming out of the mum's back and it's like oh this is actually <laughs> grotesque and different and weird and okay all right now we're going places yeah. now we're going places yeah. <laughs> it looks so good and it's like uh, such like freaky body horror and yeah it's like it, it, it's so disturbing when you see like they can't really talk and like yeah seeing like the kid out out of like coming out of the back and it's just like uh, yeah i hate to say it but like as soon as you see like put that thing out of its misery like this <laughs> this needs to go that's what it feels like yeah if you if it feels i think it kind of relates to everyone's story like the mother was very overprotective the young son she also had dealt with something cancerous because there's, there's a line that kind of implies because it never outright says exactly what she had um yeah. or what, what was going on but it would be definitely what was cancerous in some way and it feel, this feels like a cancer it feels like a, it feels like her son has become her own has become the cancer like that's the cancerous tumor on her back yeah. is her son uh so i mean i don't know if you want to read into that <laughs> look what that's saying about things but uh but then but at the same time though nicholas cage is dealing with the idea that he's becoming his father because he mentions like oh you know like my father i never expected to be on this farm like my father would expect you know would have wanted of me and it's the only yeah. thing that this father would ever have liked but when he starts going crazy he's watching like a, a marlon brando movie he's like oh i put on your your favorite movie and he puts down like a grass glass of his booze uh, next to where his father would sit and i'm like oh he's so he's he's proper losing and so for him it's about the the father son dynamic right and then the teenagers um i guess for the son it's about responsibility and the lack of it and that's kind of like what it's getting at with him and with the daughter like you say it's all the the magic stuff it's all the witchcraft stuff and how that it kind of like gets to her through that so all of it feels specified to the person and what they're going through and what their their issues are yeah i think that's really neat uh i thought i'd teach you up there for your for your <laughs> wonderful insight well what are the <laughs> What are the alpacas going through? What is uh, what's their arc? Uh, they have an arc in their back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it becomes one big arc as they all merge together. That's their arc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because uh, of course Nicholas Cage puts them out of their misery, and then comes in and puts the mother and son out of their misery but there's an extended little portion here where like the the older son's like sort of like giving the mother like a bowl of water to drink and she's like drinking it like a like a dog or a cat you know she's like <laughs> and it just is so like uncomfortable and disgusting uh yeah. and then eventually you know like you know like the son gets killed so the older son because the the the, the 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 daughter and son are going to run away and just as they do that they think they hear so, you know something that the, the son or the, the the dog sorry coming from the the well the well and the, the 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 son tries to climb down and that's when the light starts to come up again and it takes him it takes him in the well and like so the daughter's left on her own essentially with the crazy dad and the crazy dad uh like is getting mad at her and she gets so scared that she like promises to like do whatever he wants and he decides to because this is before he kills the mom actually uh the mother-son yeah. concoction because he puts her in the attic to feed concoction. to feed the mother like oh you, yeah. essentially he's feeding his teenage daughter to his wife yeah. but then he comes in it's, it's after the sheriff and ward show up because they realize something's going on and they come come out here uh and 
Go on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that after uh, that the daughter like cut herself up for? She was like doing a ritual. Yeah, she she was trying to like fix things by doing a ritual, and she ends up like bleeding onto the book. Yeah. And uh, and I was gonna ask you too. Did you think that the the color, like, did you think of it as a sentient kind of malevolent presence, or did you think it was more like just like kind of a force of nature thing? Because like, I never really felt like it was specifically targeting these things. I just thought maybe it was like some weird unstable thing, and like when it would do those kind of like explosions or whatever it kind yeah. of felt more like more like a, a like an ocean wave or something crashing over someone like it's not yeah doesn't mean to do that but yeah i didn't get sentient necessarily but i don't know you could i think if you wanted to argue that it was some kind of sentient force you could but i i didn't get that from it i uh, and probably my favorite teaser the, the, the cosmic stuff is uh Later, after like uh, Nick Cage, because Nick Cage, get, Nick Cage gets shot by the sheriff when he raises his gun, because the, the sheriff thinks he's going to shoot the other guy and uh, kills him. Uh, this is after, of course, Nick Cage has uh, shot his wife and says, "This isn't my family anymore." So he's he's properly lost it, right? He's properly yeah. gone. Uh, but I love that, uh, like, basically through the the magical symbol on her on the daughter's head, wards with her. Oh yeah. yeah. And he see, he gets like a glimpse of like whatever planet this came from, and it's like just this like this it's like all these little organisms on the surface and like this big tower, and it's like. Oh man, I love the tease of this stuff. I love the tease of like it's kind of what I love about Phantasm. This idea of teasing this other dimension that oh, the, yeah, the villains yeah. came from, but without getting too specific, so it lets our imagination go kind of wild with it. Uh, yeah. I I kind of dug dig that, uh, and it makes me wonder: like, is is this like color? Is it is it an accident that it landed here, or is it here to try and take over another planet, or is it like you know you know what was yeah. the like? Is it intentional that it was sent here, or is it just a, a happenstance? Totally, yeah. Like I, I like all those cheese, uh, <laughs> all those teases, <laughs> all those teas, all those cheesies. Tell us yeah. more about the, the cheesies, Tim. Tell us more. Well, if you haven't had alpaca cheese, you just you simply must. Uh, but no, I mean that's like yeah. One of the things I, I really like about the movie is like there is so much weird uh, stuff going on, and it does feel like cosmic and otherworldly. And um, yeah, like you said, it's not like a, um, you know, it, it's not like you know vague and, and weird and like a a mind f which i mean you know that definitely could be a direction to go and like you know that could have been a, an interesting way to take it but um you know i, I like that it's kind of you know easy to follow around but it still gives you like um you know like glimpses of, of other stuff to kind of ponder about yeah i i think i think what maybe would have put this over the edge for me is maybe like a strong central character kind of arc maybe for someone like someone sure who could really, like, go through something with it. Um, as it is, I, I think it's really solid, though. I, obviously, uh, the daughter, you know, dies as well by the, by the end. Like, you know, the whole family's gone. The only one who survives, because every, everything starts to kind of erupt, and it's starting to, like, all the light's starting to react. It, it really does feel like it's just, like, a chain reaction of things where it eventually overloads. And Ward's the only one who survives. Uh, in fact, the moment I was mentioning the CG, just to mention this before we go to the ending... Uh, Ward and the sheriff go to get the uh, you know uh, Chong's character, and he's already dead, and he's he's got like a recording of his voice though, like sort of like philosophizing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, about you know space and the meaning of life and all that, and a tree basically comes to life and grabs the sheriff, and that's the only effect in the whole movie I didn't like because it was just really obvious kind of sh- shaky CG. Um, yeah, a little bit rough, but it w- it wasn't great. I wouldn't say it, like bothered me 
like too much. I, maybe I maybe I give it more of a pass because I was so into it at that moment. I don't know, but I, yeah. I think I think it stuck out to me because all of the other effects either felt practical or at least felt like it was it was yeah. kind of toned down. Whereas this felt like an over the top moment uh wise but the so ward survives and he ends up like i love how it almost looks black and white when he gets out because when, when he, he sort of goes down to the basement and then when everything calms down in the morning he get, he, he comes out like it, it, it may actually be in black and white it might not be i can't actually tell it may just be because there's so much ash and like the smoke and fog that everything just looks black and white and yeah. You know, essentially, there's a dam now here uh, over everything, and he's there later. And he gives this bit of narration where he talks about how, um, you know, the water covers everything here now, but I will never drink from this water. And he's kind of scared that more stuff might come from outer space, and that he can't comprehend really what this life form was, or what this was, or. Uh, and it just ends in this kind of ambivalent kind of like, oh, what was that? It was some powerful force or entity that we can't really understand or comprehend. Um, I wish it. I, I I guess that's my thing is I wish it was more incomprehensible. I I, I wanted <laughs> I wanted like a real main death of a movie. Uh, but I, I I like ended on the sentiment though. It feels right for what what the the Lovecraftian idea is. You know. Yeah, it feels very much like a in tone with that kind of um, like I mean just in general of it being depressing. <laughs> it kind of mm-hmm. feels like you know it, it fits because I think a lot of his stories ends with someone either going mad or dying or. Yeah, like, just not being able to comprehend what's going on. I mean, if if um, I was to read into kind of what the movie's doing or what the story's doing, is it's kind of like the the colour kind of takes whatever everyone's going through and has them all kind of go mad based on that thing and what their own insecurities are. Uh, Yeah. So it it kind of feels like it's it's, it's overwhelming with your own nature. And in this case, it's kind of turned up to 11 because it's like the nature of, you know, this cosmic entity but if you want to be internal about it it's really more of just about being overwhelmed by like their own life essentially i like uh yeah. that's about fruity sounding but like you know <laughs> I, I i think you get what i'm saying uh oh yeah totally and and i like the contrast of like you know everything had looked so like bright and colorful and fantastical and then it just ends with just this giant like you know crater of white ash <laughs> like yeah, yeah everything is just like all the color is gone <laughs> yeah no um no that's good i, I don't want to sound like i've been negative about it because i actually think the movie's solid i, I think it's a solid yeah. movie that just wasn't quite exactly what i was expecting uh but i, I can't really fault it too much for that necessarily like i say i would cut out maybe a little bit of time maybe tighten the pacing up a little bit uh but uh, i think the cast is good i think it's well directed uh and it doesn't hold back once it goes to the weird stuff uh, in the last third so uh that's all all positive points uh you know one or two plot points that are introduced that feel like they don't really go anywhere but other than that uh it's not a bad time certainly i think it's especially like impressive too again um you know just the idea of like uh, like richard stanley hasn't made a movie in like uh geez i don't yeah i guess like what 40 ish years (laughs) because like hardware was or well, maybe like 30 years or so, because like hardware would have been like 90s, 80s. Ni- uh, 1990, 1991. So ba- basically just under 30 years. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, it doesn't, you know, which it doesn't feel like someone that's like rusty or, you know. I, I think that's probably why I felt I was like expecting some sort of weird quirky movie because it's this guy who's not made a movie in so long. And even the movie that he, I, I did see of his, 
did feel kind of offbeat and felt a bit weird. So I I, I, I think I mean, this feeling like such a normal movie really threw me <laughs> for a loop. I was expecting something else. Yeah, and I, I mean, especially if you, uh, I mean, you really got to, uh, that documentary is just so uh, wild. I, I think everyone should check it out. Um, but yeah, when you actually see him speak, he, I think he's a very cool dude, but he is definitely a, you know, very strange uh, person. Like, you know, he talks a lot about magic and, um, you know, uh, like doing spells and, <laughs> you know, uh, that different kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, you would expect uh, his things to be maybe a, a little kookier. Yeah, really, really weird. But yeah, so we we can read it, Tim. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I really really uh, dig this. I think um, yeah, like it, it, it's not absolutely perfect. Like yeah, there's like you know a few faults here or there. Um, but you know nothing major, nothing that really takes away my enjoyment of the movie. Uh, I, I think there's so many cool effects and visuals and. Um, you know, the characters are all really likable. Um, I, I do agree with what you're saying. Like maybe it might be a little more interesting if um, maybe there was one that was kind of central or maybe a little bit more focused to follow. Um, yeah, I get that. But I mean, I, I do think it also works. Uh, yeah, the uh, the way it is. Um, and I, I see like, and it feels like it, um, I don't want to say that it's like ripping anything off from like other movies, but it feels like it, reminds me of like so many other movies that we love like you know the shining or the thing or uh you know like those kind of uh stuff um so yeah man i I think it's really good uh i think i'm gonna give it an 8.5 uh so very high score not quite you know perfect or anything but it's pretty pretty up there for me yeah um i would I think I'm, I'm going a little bit lower. Um, I I don't think I can quite put it in the great category, which is, you know, to me, great is kind of an eight. So I think I'm going to go just a little bit lower than that and say 7.5. And uh, it may be one that grows on me, maybe like knowing what it is now, maybe next time I see it, if uh, maybe it'll work for me even better than this time. Uh, sure. But I don't think it quite reaches great. I, I think it's good and solid and interesting. has a lot of really worthwhile qualities to it. It's well made. So... I would, uh, I would definitely recommend people check it out. I, I think you know, we we let's be honest. Out of the new movies we watch, so much of them are garbage. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, 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 you know, it's and it. Sometimes we have to remember there can be just good movies uh, that aren't aren't great, aren't <laughs> going to be like the best of all time. Not everything that's good or great is a nine or a ten or whatever. Um, some some yeah. movies are just good, and I would describe this movie as just good. Uh, with some interesting stuff. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, it's good. <laughs> that's, that's good. It's good to have good movies. Uh, I, I would love more of the shit we watched to just even sniff this quality just so that we'd, we, we would have a nice palette of movies to talk about. But hey. And I, and I think, uh, you know, one of the cool thing about this is, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, they, after doing this and the pretty positive reception, uh, that Stanley's going to do more Lovecraft adaptations. I, I think he's talked about do, wanting to do um, uh, the Dunwich Horror, I, th- I think was he mm. said the next one he was interested in doing. Uh, but yeah, I'd definitely be all for that if they, if they do end up doing it. Hey, I mean, I'll, I'll, we'll check more of them out. I'd be, I'd be up for it. And hey, if he's got enough clout to get names like Nick Cage still, then yeah even better <laughs> great <laughs> anyway complain uh so there you go that is a uh, color out of space um spelt incorrectly of course without the u i mean how dare they uh but that you can 
<laughs> you can let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. You can get us on the Twitters at Screams Midnight for updates and wacky comments from Tim and whatever else goes on. <laughs> uh, you can, of course, support us on Patreon, as we mentioned earlier, patreon.com slash TV. Rate the podcast as well on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to it. It helps us out a lot. Uh, more people will find us that way, so that's obviously a big help uh, that you can do uh, for free. You don't have to give us in for that. You can just do it. Uh, so... Uh, that is that is us. So uh, yeah, uh, check out all the stuff. Uh, I I would be weird not to mention. I'm wearing a Will and Jutani shirt now. Obviously, this will go up in a few weeks' time, uh, so it'll be a bit later. But uh, I mentioned the sci-fi podcast earlier, uh, the Atomic Cinema Experiment, the Ace, and I'm specifically mentioning it now because we're recording this on Alien Day, which is you know April twenty sixth. You know because LV four two six. Uh, so you know me and Tara talked about the alien for like almost two hours I think <laughs> so go, go <laughs> check go check out the alien review uh, and you know anything else we do uh, but yeah so that is us so thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we will see you next time <laughs>